How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Welcome back to the program. The Bill Michaels Show is on the air. We are glad to have you. The first time I met this gentleman, he had just been hired. And like all good business meetings, it's usually over a bottle of wine, a little bit of pasta, heading down to the Calderon Club, seeing our buddy Gino. And uh, Gino walks over to me and says, hey, you know that guy? And I said, oh, it's Darvin Ham." And, yeah, next to him is Coach Budenholzer, so we had a chance to say hello. And on that night, if he remembers, they had the downtown naked bike ride that uh, everybody came by on their bikes. Uh, Coach Budenholzer now joining us on the Schneider Orange Hotline. Coach, how you doing? I'm doing great. How are you doing? Do you remember that night? Well, until the very end, you 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 brought it home hard late, and uh, I very much remember the naked bike ride through through Milwaukee. Uh, the rest is I've, I've been to Colorado so many times, been with Darwin so many times, and met so many great people there. The rest was a, a little shaky, but nope, yep, I remember that night. Yeah, that was uh, my wife and I were having dinner, and I said, I think I said we're going to leave Coach alone. Don't worry about it. And the next thing you know, the naked bike ride <laughs> flies by, and you're over there talking to us, and we're all sharing wine and hanging out, and. That was the beginning of the friendship. So how you been? I've been great. Thank you. Uh, by the way, I just got a text from your boy, Gino, who said he's sorry he kept you up so late last night. Yeah, no, he, uh, he it's a good thing. When he keeps you up late, you got good food and good wine. It's, uh, and he does it, I think, for everybody in the league. I think every visiting <laughs> team and the referees and like the whole the NBA Mafia is for sure going to Calderones after every game. No doubt about it. Hey, uh, first of all, congratulations on the season. I got to ask you right out of the shoot, when you came in and you got a chance to kind of see the pieces that were being put in place and you got to know the personality of the team, did you see this kind of potential at the beginning of the season? Well, yeah, I mean, we were all really, you know, optimistic and positive and for myself to you know have the good fortune to be, you know, selected, hired as the coach of the team, um, we were really, really positive. But you know, I think to to be where we are and have the have had the success is um, you know probably even more than any of us uh, expected or anticipated. But we certainly did see a ton of potential with you know the way the roster was constructed at that time. And then you know in the summer, I think John Horst just did a phenomenal job by you know adding Brooke Lopez, uh, drafting Dante adding Connington, um, you know, you could just keep going down the list of how we built the roster, the trade for Meritage, the trade for George Hill. You know, so I think with what John's done, um, you know, on his side of the, of, the, of the equation and the players, it's just uh, everything's come together really, really well. With the recent injuries to Meritage and Brogdon, uh, how big of an adjustment or small of an adjustment has it been for you to get uh, maybe a different rotation or just a different feel for how you're going to play the game? Yeah, it's certainly, you know, not, not easy or, you know, I, we are a little bit creatures of habit and, you know, we love to kind of, you know, we have the things we like to do and the discipline we like to approach the game with. And, um, you know, we've had been so healthy and that starting five, it just, you know, it's like every night you just kind of, you could, you could bank on it. Um, so, you know, it, we're certainly going to miss Malcolm, but, um, you know, I think the team understands this is part of sports. This is part of the NBA and, you know, we've we've had a rash of injuries kind of right after it too. So figuring out, you know, who's starting, not starting, how much people are playing, not playing. Um, I guess, you know, it gives me something to do on game days. <laughs> 
Uh, with Giannis and the management of pain management of the ankle and the knees, um, let me ask you this: longevity wise, is there any should, should fans be concerned about the longevity of Giannis because of some of the knee issues that he's had, or is this just all precautionary stuff? Yeah, no, I think it's. Um... I think precautionary is certainly a word that that is applicable, and I think, you know, there's there's kind of normal wear and tear on an NBA player and on the NBA body and, and knees and all those things, and um, it's why it's so important that you are, you know, uh, precautionary and you are, you know, I would say aggressively cautious and, and taking care of their bodies so that, you know, they can play. You know, a 20 year career would just it wouldn't be great for all of us in Milwaukee to watch Giannis play for 20 years, so. You know, I think there's nothing, you know, from our end that says it's, it's not just going to be this long, you know, amazing career. And we want to do everything we can to ensure that that happens. And, um, you know, it's, it's kind of what you see throughout the year. Talking with Bucks head coach Mike Budenholzer joining us now on the Schneider Orange Hotline. Uh, so now, between now and the remainder of the season, uh, how tough is it a management game of, you know, obviously having guys play and still, you know, stacking wins and success to managing guys to rest them up for the postseason. Yeah, no, there's certainly a, a balance that, you know, most teams or, you know, particularly, you know, I think we're, we still got a little bit more work to do to kind of, you know, close out and, you know, have the first seed and all those good things. But, you know, being, being healthy is our number one priority. So that's more important than a number one seed, more important than anything else. So, you know, but, but there is, you know, players have to play. They have to feel like they're in, you know, a good place, you know, both collectively and individually going into the playoffs. And you want to be playing well. So, um, you know, fortunately, I guess I've, I've been around the league for a long time. You know, a lot of it as an assistant, now a few years as a head coach. And um, hopefully through all that experience and our players, you know, conversations and engaging them on, you know, how they feel and what they think they need and just balancing that with, you know, my experience and the staff's experience. Uh, we'll make decisions that, you know, hopefully put us in the best position to be successful in the playoffs. With the success that you've had this season, and, and I'll be honest with you, I think you're a lock for Coach of the Year, and statistically speaking, you go through the ESPN Gino channels. Gino say that, probably. What's that? Gino, Gino made you say that. Gino's texting me while we're talking, by the way, just so you know. <laughs> he is. He's, he's listening. He's, he says, man, I can't believe I kept him and his family up he's so late. He's my agent for Coach of the Year. <laughs> But with all the statistics that are out there um, and, and the way you've had this success, how much, if there's any one or two things you can say that I got this either from myself or maybe from a guy like Coach Pop, is there something there that you said philosophically speaking coming into this situation, this is the way I need to conduct myself or to conduct this team? Well, God, I mean, there's there's so many things, you know, after being in San Antonio for 19 years and being around Coach Pop and Tim Duncan and Mono Ginobili and Tony Pratt and all these, and, you know, David Robinson and Sean Elliott and every John, all these great players. Um, but, you know, I would say they always, I think, really wanted to, to have the identity and, and really kind of people understand that we wanted to be great defensively. And, you know, I just felt like the roster here in Milwaukee, they had so much individual talent defensively. And um, could we kind of, you know, turn that loose or unlock it? And really, you know, put our put our stamp on the game defensively, night after night after night, and be one of the top defensive teams. And I would say, you know, that is a, a staple of a lot of good programs, but certainly Coach Pop. And um, but then, you know, the other balance of that is you can't just be a, a defensive team. It's not football, and I don't even think it works in football. You know, it's like 
I think you got to be great on both sides of the ball. We got to be efficient offensively. We've got to be, you know, I think we wanted to play faster and, um, you know, so it's, 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 I guess, you know, a lot of the simplistic stuff is probably what you take, uh, you know, a lot of the things pop does are very just smart and simplistic and fundamental. And hopefully we've brought some of that to Milwaukee. Uh, do you have an expectation as to when you might see Malcolm back on the court? Um, you know, I think we're still, you know, a significant ways away. Uh, you know, I think he's making great progress. It's, it's, you know, I think there's, you know, we're going to have to make it through the first round without him. And, you know, then I think they'll start to be, you know, when, when will he make it back after that? And, um, you know, he's just, his body will tell us, his foot will tell us that the medical staff here, which is incredible. Um, you know, but we're going to have to do some work without him, sure. And, um, when appropriate and when healthy, you know, I know he's going to be excited to come back and join us. Is Pat Connaughton your version of Darvin Ham when he was back here in 2000, 2001? <laughs> well, I don't know if anybody could be as popular as Darvin Ham. So <laughs> Pat, Pat Connaughton, I think, is making a run for it. But I think he's, like, got to be the vice president of, you know, the most popular, you know, guy in Milwaukee behind Darvin is the president. So. Yeah. Uh, but he's he's got such great energy, and the way he plays, I think you know his teammates love him, the fans love him, no doubt the coaching staff, myself. It's just you know he's got this infectious way about him, and um, certainly he's playing really well um, here recently, shooting the ball you know at a high rate, and just doing so many winning things. So now he's been a great ad this summer. I got to ask you, going into the off season, uh, you know, be, probably before you were hired, we were talking about you know Jabari Parker and Bledsoe, and there was talks of selfishness and such. And I, we just had uh, Eric on the the Milwaukee Basketball Hour last week, and we were talking to him about that. He said, you know what, it just took me a time to kind of get acclimated to the guys. So, what has been the difference in Bledsoe's game that you could see? Because last year there was the question of selfishness and he didn't really show up in the postseason. This year he has been nothing but money. Last night was just a, a, a kind of a microcosm of what we've seen all season long. What has made him a better player? Well, you know, I can really only speak for what, what you know, this group and what Eric has done, you know, from the you know first day I got the job and all throughout the summer. You know, he were, I think he he had one of his best summers, if not his best summer as a pro, as far as being in the gym, working on his game, working on his shot, just working on his body. Um, and I think, you know, I think he's really just embraced, you know, one of the things we talked about a little bit ago is, you know, how he can impact the game defensively. is just, um, for me, is really, really unique and special and something I kind of haven't seen at that position. And so I think, you know, to, to be put in a, hopefully an environment that, He's taught me, you know, between he and I, it's like we, we have this fun game, like to figure out, you know, what can you do next and what more can we, you know, you kind of take advantage of all that, that God gave you. And um, so I think he's just having a lot of fun being just a great defender and really kind of being the, the head of our, you know, of that kind of end. And, and then I think, you know, playing faster and playing more free and, and everybody playing unselfishly, you know, it's like I, I don't know about the past and I really don't care, but I would say, you know, Eric's playing unselfishly. Giannis is playing unselfishly. Chris is playing. It's a big one of our core kind of principles and values. And um, if you're not doing it, you know, your teammates are probably going to call you on it. The coach might call you on it. And it's just, it's something that I think has put Eric in a great position to, uh, to really be his best and, you know, really happy for him and going to keep pushing him. I think he can be even better going forward. Okay. I'm, I'm being told that the next time you're down Calderon, have you had the Bill Michaels yet? 
No, I didn't know such a thing. Existed. Oh, see now you got now. See you haven't been invited into the uh, into the like the the secret room now, Coach. So what you need to yeah. do is you go to Alex, and you go to oh. Alex and say I need the Bill Michaels. He'll know exactly okay. what it is. To put the way, menu away, and you have that. Try that, and you let me know how it is. Okay. All right. I'll probably never need a menu again. <laughs> It's always good to see you. It's always good to talk to you. Hopefully the next time we uh, break bread, we're not watching a naked bike ride, okay? Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm good with that. All right. <laughs> Thanks, Coach. Talk to you soon. Okay. There bye you bye. go. Coach Budenholzer joining us for a couple of minutes on the Schneider Orange Hotline. Schneider hiring drivers right now. You work hard. They treat you fair. 80-plus years they've been getting it done. Call them 844-PRIDE or go to schneiderjobs.com. That is schneiderjobs.com. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. 